0: And first off, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's checked out our show. We really appreciate all of you listeners out there, and we hope that you continue to look forward to each new episode that we do in the future. So today I'm back with our second mini episode. We've been spending a fair amount of time in Oregon, so I wanted to change things up and head north to Washington for today's case. Unfortunately, just like our last mini episode, There isn't a whole lot of information out there on this case, so I can't really do a full episode on it. This is the story of the disappearance of Danica Childs. At the time of her disappearance, Danica was 17 years old. Her mom said she loved to dance and write poetry. She was a good student and eventually had the opportunity to be part of a dual enrollment program where she could earn college credits while she was still in high school. But after she enrolled in this program, she started to struggle a little bit. She dropped out of school for a while and planned to get her GED, but she ended up re-enrolling in school instead. Right before she vanished, Danica was on track to graduate and seemed to be doing better. Sometime while she was doing the dual enrollment program, she met a guy while she was riding the bus. Romantic, right? Well, not quite. Unbeknownst to her family, her boyfriend was actually her pimp. This detail wouldn't come out until after Danica went missing. On the night of December 21st, 2007, Danica spoke with her mother, Diane Zoro. She told Diane she would be staying the night with a friend, but had plans to go Christmas shopping with her sisters and friends the next day. But of course, Danica never came home and her family never heard from her again. When Diane called investigators, they immediately assumed Danica was a runaway even though she had no history of ever running away before. Obviously, Diane wasn't going to give up the search for her daughter just because police weren't interested. Diane found out Danica had not stayed the night with a friend. She had actually spent December 21st at the Sunset Motel in Kent, Washington. When she went to the Sunset Motel, Diane found Danica's purse, jacket, and cell phone, but no Danica. Diane was able to unlock Danica's cell phone and saw several voicemails that hadn't been listened to, including one from Diane herself. Sadly, when Diane listened to the rest of the messages, she found sexually explicit messages and realized Danica was a sex worker. Because of her sex work and lack of history of running away, Diane felt Danica was a victim of human trafficking. According to the Genesis Project, Seattle, Washington, ranks among the top cities in the world for the sexual exploitation of minors. An article on oxygen.com says that Washington State is a hotbed for human trafficking because of its international borders with Canada, its multiple ports, and its vast rural areas. In other words, it's so easy to get rid of or hide someone. So even if this is what happened to Danica, There's almost no way to prove it, or even try and attempt to find her. Sadly, from 2007 to 2015, there were no leads, no updates, nothing. Just a family searching for answers and searching for their missing sister and daughter. Then, in 2015, one of Danica's sisters received a Facebook message from someone claiming to be Danica. The family didn't immediately write this person off because they knew familial nicknames. Whoever this person was, she said she was in hiding. When Danica's sister tried to reply to the message, the account disappeared. Danica's family truly believed that it was Danica trying to reach out to them. And unfortunately, that's where the case stands today. Danica's fingerprints are on file, but no arrests have been flagged in the police's database. There are no suspects and no arrests have ever been made. If you have any information about the disappearance of Danica Childs, please call Federal Way Police at 253-835-2121. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. Do you think Danica was a victim of human trafficking? Did she try and reach out to her family five years ago? Where is she now? Leave your comments on our social media posts for this episode or email them to truecrimecatlawyer at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening. You can email case suggestions or comments to truecrimecatlawyer at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter at truecrimecatlaw and on Instagram at truecrimecatlawyer. If you're interested in learning more about my co host you can check out her Instagram at Winston the Cat PDX. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.